your cocktail shaker, kick back, and get ready for the big fat party. Greg and his band of unintelligibles are back mixing, drinking, reviewing, and discussing Bloody Marys and all that goes with them. My Big Fat Bloody Mary podcast, where you'll never drink alone. Welcome to My Big Fat Bloody Mary podcast, where you will never drink alone. We are coming to you from the studios of the Bloody Mary concert series, and we are definitely being fueled by the Lacrosse Distillery Company's Field Notes Vodka, mm. whose corn-based vodka is just that, 100% Midwestern organic yellow dent corn, besides the yeast and the enzymes that they use to break down the sugars in the corn, nothing, nada, is used to make this spirit. It is double distilled and filtered for a nice, easy finish. And I am Mike Scott, and Welcome. here is the real host. <laughs> the, uh, Greg the, took... Yeah, the, the head clown here. <laughs> Damn glad to have you back, Mike, and thanks for doing that intro, because I find it so exhausting sometimes. I, Can you say a lot. Yeah, I, I do. But I, you know, uh, every word of it... Uh, Rings true in my heart. We are at the Bloody Mary concert series where we got a lot of exciting concerts coming up. Uh, and yes. I haven't revealed, I think I've revealed one, Sunny uh, Sweeney. She's going to be in two days, but probably sold out at this point. You might give it a shot. Maybe somebody canceled. Yeah, you, you never know. You want to reach out to me. We, we might have a seat open, but I kind of doubt it. But uh, our next one is going to be The Silos. Whoa. Really good band. Yeah, a wow. really good grab. And I'm not, I haven't created that event and I, I haven't even announced the date yet, but stay tuned. Go to bloodymaryconcerts.com and, and that's where you'll find out what, what's coming up. Last episode we reviewed, do you remember that, Mike? Manny's, Manny's Ultimate. Ultimate. Yes. Yeah. A guy with balls, you need a wheelbarrow. You know, the confidence <laughs> level, my God. <laughs> uh, go back and listen to that if you haven't. Uh, Mike and I, I'd like to say we had a little bit of fun with that one. Oh, we, we definitely I did. Think we did. Uh, that, was, that had about hours of editing. Oh, my God. You're welcome, you know. <laughs> Some of those stupid things you said, I'm keeping them. Believe me, I I'll, at some I mean, point I'll use them. Against me in a court of law. Goddamn sure. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again this week, our word of the day, just like last week, is Michelada, yes. an up and coming drink in the U.S. Uh, we had one last week. I, you know, I did not know too much uh, yeah. uh, about this cocktail, and yeah. uh, I'm I'm excited for summer. I think this is going to be my summer ride. I. I'm totally with you. Last summer for me, it was rum drinks. Damn near killed me. <laughs> I like to call rum the Trojan horse of spirits. <laughs> you, just, you don't even realize it. All right. of a sudden, they're just among you, and the next thing you know, yeah, you're yeah. sleeping in a lawn the chair. The and... coming off. Yep. I hear you. Yep. <laughs> but the, the Michelada is great because, you know, it's a beer-based cocktail, and yeah. it can be a lot of different things. I, I grabbed a little something from Sirius Eats, and here's what one of the things they say about it. One of the challenges with a Michelada is the number of potential ingredients. Hot sauces of a thousand stripes and chili powders galore, citrus juices tomato, clamato, a dizzying array of flavorings from Worcestershire to soy sauce, 
fish sauce to bouillon, combine them in the wrong way or in unwise ratios, and you'll end up with something you might dare a friend to drink, <laughs> not something you'd be willing to pay for. Absolutely true. I have been, I've been in the laboratory a little bit tweaking and, and trying to make good micheladas, and boy, oh boy, the, I know some Mexican people that uh, make an incredible one. Do you remember the Mexican restaurant uh, right here in town on um, State and Campbell? Iguanas. Iguanas, yeah. That place, great, great Mexican food. I think it was more of a central kind of Mexico City type style. Um, but the owner of that place caught wind of my affinity for yeah, Bloody Marys. And a lot of these guys, especially in the restaurant industry, all, all have their own Michelada recipe. And he heard I was coming over because I knew one of the waitresses. That's all I'm going to say about that. But... Um, <laughs> He's like, oh, I have to, I have to make you a michelada, and uh, so he brought out this concoction. It was amazing. It, it had like a, some kind of a, uh, like a chili paste that was dripping down the sides, oh, which is very geez. common with the michelada. Uh, they always put something around the rim. It's usually kind of a thick liquid, chili based, uh, like rim, and uh, yeah, it was. Freaking delicious. They don't even offer it. It wasn't like on the menu, but he was just trying to impress me, and he did. It was delicious. But I'll also tell you, I had one at a bar that was kind of a gringo hangout down in Tucson, and yeah, like this description said, what the hell is that? It was just not very good. So, so as we're learning about these micheladas, one thing I've learned is that they're not all tomato-based. People like to Oh yeah, really? Yeah, Americans like to say, "Oh, it's it's a it's a Bloody Mary, but you use beer instead of vodka." Well, it's not that simple. The original ones were simply you would take a beer, add a, a bit of hot sauce, something for umami, and you know a splash of uh, lime, typically, and that okay. would be it. That would be it. Interesting. Yeah, it's evolved. Some now there are a lot of them have uh, tomato juice as well. But the one we're having today, Momo's, does not have any tomato juice at all. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Momo's is the brand. Momo's Michelada mix, and we're gonna we're gonna fire it up here. It's they're from Nicaragua, which uh, I think is a bit more purist in 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 that they don't use tomato, tomato juice. juice. It's actually, if you look at the label, it's like a point of uh, a pride. Tomato free, it says on the label. As, <laughs> you know, as if that's some sort of a peanut allergy type uh, lactose right. uh, thing. But oh, yeah, and it says right here, this is a traditional Nicaraguan recipe. Yeah, no yep. tomatoes. Yeah, uh, they have fresh lemon, uh, spicy peppers, and savory spices. Which means it's not only tomato free, but Momo's is also also mm -hmm. natural and vegan. Not and that I care about that, but that's a good thing for some. It is, yes. I <laughs> yeah. know people that. Yeah. That's, that's that's it. So. Yeah. Bigger so yeah, table. You take a cold lager and mix this with this, and and do they? Does does Mata say what ratio we we pour this in? Well, boy, this is where I always wish I knew how to read. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, they do. Um, two ounces. To 12 ounces of beer. Oh, so just a splash. 
Really? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's a predominantly a beer cocktail, but you're splashing the seasoning. So I'm looking at a 32-ounce plastic bottle, and this thing will make 17 drinks. So you almost want to think about it more like the, you know, a seasoning than, right. than an yes. actual cocktail unto itself. This is just a beer enhancer in a way, you know. So we're not going to go through the whole vodka part of this, right? So and so we or probably don't we, don't. we wouldn't. We wouldn't drink this on on our on its own, would we? I don't know. Maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. All right. You do yeah, what you want, do man. You do what you want. I'm gonna try a little without beer. Just a sip of it, you know, just to get yeah. the smell and the. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a bit intense, but uh, yeah. let's just let's just take a little, a little bit of that there. taste. I mean, I I do this if you know if I'm going to make a a bourbon drink, I you know I'll taste the bourbon on its own first. And... Wow, there's mm. a lot of whoa, wow, the cilantro. That's that's what I'm picking up. Ooh. That's right out front of the parade. Yes. With that, um, yes. What do they with, call that with, guy with the, <laughs> with the thing? The yeah, stick. the thing that stick that thing. What, what is the purpose of that, by the way? I, okay, yeah, you wouldn't he, drink the like guy a can't whole. can't play a musical instrument, so like, give him the stick. What's the name for that guy? He, he's of got the a band? name. He's not the, it's like Maitre D, or it sounds kind of, what, what's the fuck? Uh, a Maitrette. Right? John Maitrette? No. Maybe uh, maybe know. our listeners can go on to Friends of the Bloody Mary podcast and help me out on this. Okay, we. By the way, that what a great group. We're on the Bloody Mary enthusiasts, which is great, but there's forty thousand people, and it's a little hard to have an intimate conversation. Friends of the Bloody Mary podcast, we've got like I don't know, thousand people, whatever, or maybe even less than that. But there's always a healthy exchange, there and is. you kind of mostly it's like you two guys are idiots. <laughs> No, mostly, yeah. <laughs> but there's an intimacy in that, and I really enjoy it. But I would love people to go on to uh, friends of my big fat Bloody Mary podcast. What the hell is that guy called at the front of the parade? He's got a big staff. He's got the stick. And, yeah. What the hell is that? I don't know. You guys are smarter than we are. <laughs> Plus, you're probably more sober too. Yeah. <laughs> so that it's a given. Yeah. Yeah. The mo- momos. Michelada mix. I'm excited about it. It's lemon-based, tomato-free. One bottle makes uh, 17 micheladas. It's made in Austin, Texas, but it's uh, you know it's inspired by the original recipe in Nicaragua. Uh, let's do it as they advise. Yes. And let's get the beer involved. So, from the Colorado Rockies, we've got a banquet beer. There you are, Mike. And the Michelada is, by definition, served with a light beer. I'm not fluent in Spanish, but I know if you look up a definition of the word, it'll tell you that part of that word is translated loosely as a light beer. So you're not going to throw a big heavy... So not going to put a chocolate porter on. Oh, in college I might have done it, you know, I tried a lot of things. Now we're throwing the mix, which, yeah, this bottle is going to be good for 17 drinks. Let's give it a shot. Oh, 
Very different from last week's enchilada, yes. isn't it? More yes. citrus. More citrus. Much more citrus. Hmm. Wow. You know what? I this this is gonna be my summer ride. The enchilada. Yeah. yeah. There's a new one coming into the lacrosse area too. One of the distributors reached out to me about maybe I don't know, getting on the show or whatever. So we're we're I think I think we're gonna focus on these micheladas here over the next few months. I've got a couple other companies that uh, would like us to review. So you'll you'll be hearing more about this drink. And uh, again, give us your feedback. Do you drink micheladas? How do you like them? Do you have a recipe? Throw it on the friends of the Bloody Mary. I want to see that bottle like getting here. Take a look, see. So I'm I'm tasting that. It tastes like cilantro, but I don't see it listed. Really? Does it say spices? Sometimes they'll just throw them all together and say spices, which I I, I don't understand how they get away with that. But oh, so I good. taste cilantro too, though. It definitely makes me think of Mexico, though I guess it's Nicaragua where it's coming from. Very good. I like it a lot. It's um, it's yeah. I think you you're making a mistake if you define a, a, a michelada as a Mexican cousin to the Bloody Mary. It's really not. It's really not. It's a whole what we're drinking cocktail. right here is not by any stretch of Bloody Mary. It's a beer cocktail. Shouldn't even be on this show. God damn it. All right, let's just, uh, <laughs> we're going to delete this whole episode <laughs> and get back to our uh, our lane. We're out of our lane here. Mmm. It is nice. Wow, that's super refreshing, very citrusy, but it has, you know, just a little bit of that savoriness mm-hmm. and some spice. Yep, but not, I'm not feeling any heat. Um, no, no, not really. Mm-mm. Low sodium. Was it 500, 590 milligrams? So that's that's fairly low. Yeah. You pulled a little something off of their website, didn't you, Mike? I did. <laughs> so. <laughs> I thought you did. I, I mean, did. So how do I pay you all this say. money for? They, they kind of they 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 lead us in with this nice story. They they say how how does a volcano, a chicken bus, and a leaky boat lead to the creation of a one of a kind mix? What's a nine volt battery? And you're <laughs> no sorry. Go on. <laughs> So this is again out of Nicaragua uh, with with a lot of blood, sweat, and beers. <laughs> and oh, I say, see what they did you there. You say tomato, we say no way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now many people think a Michelada is the cousin of the Bloody Mary. And we've talked about that. Yeah. Uh, and but in Central America, the traditional Nicaraguan recipe has no tomato at all. It's fresh lemon, spicy peppers, and savory spices. Um, and it's uh, all blended together. And you just mix this with an ice-cold lager of your choice. We are going with the uh, the Cowboy Kool-Aid, the Coors Banquet. But this would be good with uh, a Miller Light, a yep. Miller High Life. Lining Kugels, we had that last week. Yeah, or uh, a shitty light from the shitty Pearl Street light. Beer Yes, that would brewery. be good. Yes, yeah. They, yeah. 
Love those guys. You know, they sponsor all of the house concerts. Yes, yes. Uh, so if you come to one of those, you're probably going to have some <laughs> Pearl Street beers. And, you know, that's... it's. You know, they call it a shitty light, but that that it is a really good lager. It's actually not too bad. No. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of a lawn a lawnmower cocktail. Oh, Hot summer day, you're gonna go mow the lawn. You could throw this in yes. a glass and take a few pulls off of it, and uh, go back to mowing the lawn, or get done and you're, you're a little sweaty, sit in your lawn chair, and this would actually be. It's refreshing, but it's also got you know a little bit of salt to replenish. Uh, those electrolytes that, yes, that you yes. lost uh, as you were perspiring. It's you a know, perfect I, summer drink. I'm sure. a big kayaker, and I love kayaking in this area. So, and if you know this, La Crosse is in the middle of a wildlife refuge. Yep. Uh, and it's enormous. Uh, Wabasha, Minnesota, all the way down to the Quad Cities. And in between that area are all these little, these little sand, not sandbars, but they're, they're islands with little beaches. Yep. And... You can pull up to one of those beaches with a canoe or a kayak and just claim it as your own. Isn't that? And you yeah. can you can hold that spot for uh, I've read about this for up to thirty days, and then you have to move to a different spot. But that could be yeah, just you know paddling down a hundred yards to another one, and you could stay there for another thirty days. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, th- those in between areas are uh, they're not owned by any person no. they're just part of the US what is it called um, if you look on a plat map um, yeah it's no man's land really right uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i don't think people realize so there's there's no permit you don't have i mean you can't mm-hmm. reserve a uh, a spot and how people reserve spots around here is like around the 4th of July if people want a, a good spot on an island <laughs> right. for the fireworks all you have to do is set a tent or a lawn chair, and I'm like, well, that spot's taken. Exactly. Well, or even like going to watch the fireworks down here at Riverside Park. Right. You just put a big tarp or a blanket down. Everyone respects that. Yes. You know, I mean, (laughs) there are all kinds of lawsuits over, you know, eminent domain and all these things with legal real estate uh, interactions, but there's just a certain etiquette that people understand. Yes. Oh, I called it. Gentleman's agreement. A yep. gentleman. I it, I called yep. this. Okay. I walked outside. Yep. I called shotgun, yep. and now I've got it. <laughs> right. So yeah, sitting on a sandbar with a few glasses of the the momos. I went a little heavy. You know, I just realized after I poured that, I went almost fifty fifty. You're really only supposed to splash this kind of over the top. A twelve ounce beer with two ounces of this. My ratio might be a little high. And I'm not just using that as an excuse, but I, I'm going to add a little more beer to mine. And uh, I think, would you like a little yeah, more? Just a splash. Just a splash. There we go. I think we got there. I think that's more the recommended ratio. It's a little bit more like beer. Mm-hmm. But still, lots of flavor. Still, wow, really good. Yeah. Very nice. So, you know, obviously this is a little outside of our normal wheelhouse, so some of the things we critique uh, might not apply here. But clearly what you're, what you're drinking here is going to be a thinner consistency. And uh, this particular one, and there's a bunch of them out there, we're, we're going to review some more, um, is, boy, savory, very mild on the spice. Yes. Um, it's got a little bit though. It's it's citrusy though. I think yes. I think the one if I had to pick one description, I would say citrusy. Yes. Um, and followed 
right behind that uh, with the umami. And, and I don't know, is that coming from a Worcestershire or something like that or a mushroom powder? I don't know. Um, and then finally, a, a little bit of spice. There's a, there's a little bit uh, kind of after the, yes. the fact. Yeah. So, okay, this bottle, 32-ounce bottle, which uh, will make 17 of these, retails at 20 bucks. Wow, that's a steal. Would you buy it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I would, too. I would, too. This would be a nice one to have around, and we keep we keep saying it, but I, I do think of it more of a, as a summer drink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, this is yeah. going to be my summer run. Hot damn. Well, uh, the entertainment for this show, I don't know what it's going to be. This is exciting because I am recording Greg, and then there's editing Greg. And he knows a lot more than I do. Because I like recording Greg. He, he can see. More. I only see recording Greg. Well, he, editing, editing Greg's got a stick up his ass. Crabby. <laughs> He throws things. I'm not kidding. He, you want to hang out with recording, Greg. Trust me on Absolutely. this. Absolutely. But the one advantage he has is that he can see into the future because he operates, you know, 48 to 36 hours ahead of recording, Greg. He might be a little hungover, but he, he knows things that I don't even know. I am going to try like hell to get Sonny Sweeney to record us a song. Ooh. My fingers are crossed, and I hope editing Greg has something from her to put at the end of this episode. Yeah. Put recording Greg in charge of asking her. Just, yeah. yeah, he's more credible. <laughs> right, you know, he has more savvy, you know, yeah. a little, a little, a little bit wrong. more charming, you know. Perhaps. <laughs> Smoother. You know. Right, right. He's not such a tight ass. But that's what I'm hoping you're going to hear at the end of this episode. Otherwise, editing Greg is going to cut all of this out, and he's just going to say, five, four, three, two, one. And now a word from editing Greg. You know, the sober one. I realize that this is airing before we've even had the concert, so I'm going to leave you with a little recording from a practice session from Big Liquor before the uh, show up at the Alpine Inn in La Crosse. Just a good old boy.
that way. I hope you have nothing going on next Sunday either. See you then for another Big Fat Bloody Mary podcast. <laughs>